Thank you for joining us on the coaching podcast. As part of the Sin Network, we are passionate about equipping church planters to live out the call God has placed on their lives. Join us as we talk through healthy coaching practices and why every church planter needs one. Here's your host, Dino Sinesi. Hey, thanks for listening to the Church Planner Coaching Podcast today. I'm filling in for Dino Sinese as the host. I'm Jamie Lamato, and I'm the East Coast Coaching Coordinator for the SIN Network. And today on the phone, we have Steve Cantor, the Steve Cantor. He is the SIN City Missionary for uh, New York City, and he's on the line with us today. What's up, Steve? Not much, man. How are you today? Good, good. Give us uh, and our listeners a little bit of a backstory, uh, how you ended up as the Sin City Missionary in New York, and uh, maybe a couple things about your family and some things that you've seen God been doing since you've been there in New York. Yeah, absolutely. So I've been with North American Mission Board now for about 11 years. I worked in Atlanta at the Mothership for seven years, seven or eight years before moving to New York. Um, Just the real quick story is when when I look at my calling, my calling has always been geared towards mobilizing people to be on mission. I've been able to plant a church through that. I've pastored, I've student pastored, and then worked at the church planting or within the church planting area, and then the missionary mobilization team at NAM. Uh, I was assigned a project in New York City, uh, specifically Brooklyn, and I'd been to New York before, Manhattan, but not to Brooklyn. And um, I, I came to Brooklyn, work on this project, and I remember as I was getting ready to leave the city, uh, I've been here about three or four days away from home, away from my family. And I'm usually very excited to get home and get back to my family, which I was. But I remember as I was flying and we were taking off from uh, LaGuardia Airport, I had this like feeling in my stomach like I was leaving home. Mm-hmm. And uh, this thought, man, I just hate leaving home. But the, I was getting ready to go home. So I knew at that moment that God was changing. Um, my calling was the same. It was still to mobilize people to be in missions and to be involved in church planting. But he was putting a a location to that. He was put in a, a specific city, which is really the first time in 20 years of ministry that I had that sense of calling. Mm. So by God's grace, about a year, year and a half later, a position became available at NAM, and they asked me to transfer here to, to lead the city efforts and church planning for them. That's awesome. That's awesome. And uh, tell, tell us a little bit about your family and, um, and, and how they're adjusting to life in New York City. Oh, yeah. We've been here now close to four years. So this is really home. Uh, there's no more adjustments. We, we've gone through all of that. I've got three daughters, 17, 16, 11, uh, two dogs, and of course, my wife, Jennifer, in about 900 square feet and one, uh, one bathroom. Wow. So that's the challenge <laughs> of our life. And that's that's okay, man. We can we can do with that. That's cool. Uh, that's that's cool. Well, uh, tell us a little bit about what's been happening in the life of church planting, um, kind of from a, a system thirty thousand foot level in since you've been there. Yeah. So I like to tell people just admit our faults, and one of our faults is we outpunted our coverage. Mm-hmm. We mobilized more planters and people to be involved in church planting than we really had the systems to support. So we've got a lot of great families that are here, you know, just putting it all on the line, planting churches um, in New York City. In the past five years, we've had close to 90 different church plants, uh, all different sizes, ethnicities. Over half of those are non-English speaking as their primary language. Um, but to be honest with you, you know, many of those guys are are struggling in the field. And part of that is for the first two years, we didn't have the, the key components 
of a church planning system, things like a, a great assessment, uh, proper training, the planter and the wife support. And then the big part of that was coaching network. Mm -hmm. So a lot of our planters were not receiving coaching. Those for great numbers and the number of plants. Uh, we, we're really excited about moving forward now that we have all these systems in place to see the health of those plants also increase. Yeah. So it take it takes all four of those things that it takes a, a robust assessment, a, a robust training, uh, pastoral care, care for the family and then coaching. Uh, one of the things we say consistently is that we want to deliver great coaching to every church planter. Why as a Sin City missionary would you would you say that that's true and why is coaching so important for church planters? Yeah. You know, we tell all of our guys to do some strategic planning on the front end to really count the cost of that. But anybody who's planted a church, we know that strategic planning is just really strategic guessing. We're trying to make a, a educated guess on what we think is going to happen. But in the life of that church, um, so you get the real New York background. Oh, yeah, that's New York them. right there. <laughs> <laughs> now you know I'm where I am. Um, but, but in the life of a church plant, things change. And all of our best of plans, and no matter how much time we spent writing that perspective where we've been on our knees in prayer, God just tends to uh, change the course of the plans uh, for, for different reasons. But in the middle of those changes where we see God at work, um, the, I think the only thing that can really help a planter process, process that is coaching. Mm -hmm. Because the training is all about the planning. It's the strategic planning. The coaching is about responding to the moment of what God is doing in the plant and what is God is doing in the planter's family's life. And so when you have great coaching and you have coaching available to every planter, um, then we can call those audibles and, and he can have the resources to figure out, and how do I go from where I am now to where God's calling me to be next week or next month rather than the five-year plan that sometimes uh, is more covered in the training. Yeah, yeah. It's that it's that helping the planter uh, hear the voice of God and do what he says. And so on that level, coaching Absolutely. coaching is just, it's, it's essentially a platform to help us disciple people and uh, help us yeah. care for church planters. Um, how we, you guys have gotten your church planter coaching system up and rolling. And uh, we just had Josh Edney on the podcast and uh, it's been exciting to see how God is using him as a coaching champion. And we got their numbers in and they had 70 coaching conversations in the That's first right. semester, 70 coaching conversations. So how have you seen coaching begin to benefit the church planters or team members in your city? Yeah. You know, our, our goal is obviously uh, prioritize things and we want to see all of all, all of our planters, excuse me, um, have a coaching relationship. But we want to expand that out to the wives and, and our church planning team members. And, and the way that we've seen that just in this first semester is a, a couple of things. You know, from my standpoint as a person who's in charge and responsible for the systems, it has brought um more validity to my role and what the North American Mission Board is doing because it's another way of serving our planters uh, beyond just financial support that we offer. So we're bringing a real tangible service to them. Uh, the second thing is we've seen our planters be more um, more targeted in their actions. Those that are being coached, uh, it's even showing up in the reports of of more evangelistic conversations. If that's what they're being coached around, we're seeing them implement new membership courses. We're seeing them implement an onboarding process or uh, how they're 
training their staff or their core team members and stuff. They're just doing it more effectively and um, more strategically. Mm-hmm. That's good. Josh uh, shared a story about the guy that he coached and in uh, in oh, his church yeah. plant, he was able to see uh, help that guy see his first baptisms take place in his church yeah. plant. And so, yeah, and those are, those are huge celebrations. Mm-hmm. Huge celebrations. That's cool. So, what would you say is the greatest brought byproduct that you were seeing coming out for the planters? The greatest byproduct. Uh, the way the way I've seen it. So far, we are so early into our coaching system. I mean, we've had one semester of it. Our coaches are just now um, getting geared up and getting some real coaching conversations under their belt. So I think long term, uh, we're going to see some great benefits, but we just don't know yet. Mm -hmm. But what I have noticed already are planters that are um, requesting coaches because Mm -hmm. they're talking to their planting friends and they're hearing how a coaching conversation has been helping them. So uh, it's building up credibility within our system. The other thing for the planter specifically, it's helping them in the middle of church planting, you know, like right when they're at their point of frustration, that, that point where they just don't know where to go that next step. What, what do they need to be working on this week or, or next week to help them move the ball down the field? Um, coaching is providing that avenue for helping them discern how they can be most effective in that moment. A lot of a lot of times in planting, we, we're looking for the Hail Marys or we're mm-hmm. looking for the big touchdown play. And coaching's not to help a planter do that. Coaching is, you know, it's to help them get two or three yards down the field. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's success. You know, if we can get three yards, get the ball again, get another three yards, you know, let's try to avoid the sacks uh, and keep moving the ball down the field and and, uh, you know, open up for the big plays every now and then. But, but I think that's what coaching is doing. It's just helping our guys move incrementally down the field. That's good. That's good. Yeah. It's just that it's that ground and pound, like you were talking about, you know, big 10 okay. football. Big, it's not, big 10 football. it's not Michigan, Ohio state. That's right. Go Michigan. Um, what? <laughs> so, uh, just a couple more questions, um, from a system level. If, if someone wants to get involved in, in being a coach for a church planner, what would you say to them? What, what rationale would you give them for why they ought to invest their time in a church planner as a coach? Yeah, it's a great question, man. Um, I think the number one rationale and the number one reason somebody will want to get involved in coaching is just for a kingdom investment. It's a great way to to invest in what what church planters are doing for the kingdom in the city like New York City. Um, I think also coaching is really set up well for people that aren't experts, but they love investing in leaders. Mm-hmm. But they may not be an expert in the ins and outs of church planting. We're, we're not looking for that. We've got, I mean, we're New York City. We, everybody thinks they're an expert in something here. Mm-hmm. Uh, what our church planters need, they, what they don't lack is more people who think they know everything about church planting. I mean, we have so many great church planting training conferences, uh, cohorts that meet here in the city. Through rede- I mean, Tim Keller is in New York mm-hmm. City, so we've got the best of the best here. Um, what our guys need most is somebody that will listen to them and ask them pointed questions and help them put together an action plan to move the ball down the field. And sometimes, you know, that is more valuable than some of the best church planter training. Yeah. And, and so anybody, so our best coaches, two of our best coaches are businessmen. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are in their 60s and uh, they don't live in New York City. And our planters that are being coached by them love them and have, they have been invaluable. Uh, in helping them in their church planting journey. 
And it's because these men, they, they love Jesus. They love people. They, they think from a bit, they're both businessmen and they think from a, a little bit of a business standpoint and they just ask really good questions and uh, they don't let them off the hook too easy. And, and I think, you know, that's just been great for them. And we're seeing some real progress in their church planning endeavors. That's awesome. So if you're listening to the podcast today, you know, one of the things that we say all the time is uh, you're 90% of the way of being a great coach. If you'll just listen, you'll care and you're encouraged. And, uh, and so you don't have to be an expert. Um, but just like Steve was saying, you, you're going to, you're going to listen to that person and then you're going to hold them accountable. And that that's often the most encouraging thing that you can do. Um, if someone would like to get involved with, uh, as a, as a church planter with coaching, uh, what would you tell them as to why they need a coach? From the church planter side, yeah, why yeah. a church planter needs to coach? Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it's just obvious, man, that um, all the the research and then just 20 years of doing this, you know, my what my um, observations has told me, if, if you have a great assessment, a, a true evaluation of, of where you are and you have some good training and then you have coaching, I mean, th- those three things, when you put those three things together, your success um, doubles or triples. Or, and by success, I mean, that you are able to plan a sustainable church, that you're having a kingdom impact, that you're seeing baptisms and you're discipling people towards a likeness of Jesus Christ. And so I think often though, what we do is we, 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 we gravitate towards the one that we like the most. Mm-hmm. And for planters that like to learn and like to preach and like to teach, we tend to gravitate towards the training and we ignore the coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, but we need all three. You, you, I mean, it's like that three-legged stool. You know, if you just have two of the legs on the stool, you're going to be wobbly and you're never going to be stable. Mm-hmm. But I think if we can bring all three to bear in a church planter's life, along with the support and care and the networking with other planters, and those those three things really just help guys have a stable foundation for healthy planting. Mm-hmm. That's cool. So thanks for uh, being on the podcast today, Steve. I appreciate your words. And uh, if uh, if you're listening today and you've appreciated this, we'd appreciate if you go over to iTunes and give us uh, an honest five-star review. And uh, if you're a church planter and you're looking for a coach, we'd encourage you to get in touch with your Sin City missionary if you're in one of the cities. If you're not, we encourage you to get in touch with your CPC. And uh, if you're uh, someone who is listening today and you say, hey, I'd like to be a coach. We'd encourage you to get in touch with us at the SIN Network through the coaching, um, and we would love to get you in touch with one of the missionaries so that you can begin to coach and come alongside a church planner. And until next time, we'd encourage you to keep coaching. You have been listening to The Coaching Podcast, a resource of the North American Mission Board. Are you a church planner in need of a coach? Visit namb.net slash coaching to learn more. 